you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Warning to parents and teachers, this story today has material that you may find objectionable to younger children, so we do recommend that you personally listen to the story before allowing children to listen to it. Today's story is entitled Zipporah. Moses said to Jethro, his father-in-law, I want to go back to Egypt to see if my family is still alive. Jethro agreed and gave his blessings for the trip. The Lord said to Moses, Go back to Egypt. Those who were trying to kill you are now dead. So Moses made preparation for the journey. He then took his wife and sons, and together they left Midian. He made sure he had God's staff with him. At the same time, God said to Aaron, Go and meet Moses in the wilderness. So he left Egypt and headed towards Midian. As Moses traveled, the Lord gave him instructions on what he was to do once he was back in Egypt. God said, Do all the wonders I've given you, but don't be surprised. Pharaoh won't listen to you. I have hardened his heart, so he won't let the people go willingly. Here is my message to him. Israel is my firstborn son. You refuse to let my son go and worship me. Therefore, I'll kill your firstborn son. In the evening, Moses and his family made camp for the night. Suddenly, the Lord attacked Moses because his sons weren't circumcised. Quickly, Zipporah jumped up and grabbed a knife. She circumcised her sons and threw their foreskins at the feet of her husband. With that, the Lord let Moses go. Zipporah looked at all the blood and yelled at Moses, You're a bridegroom of blood to me. The next day, Moses saw Aaron coming toward him. The two brothers greeted one another with joy. Moses told Aaron everything that the Lord had said. He told him about the signs God had given him and what he was to do. Together they went back and gathered the elders of Israel. Aaron stood before the people and told them what the Lord had said to Moses. He showed them the signs from God. The people were amazed with what they heard and saw. They believed Moses and Aaron and bowed down and worshipped God. Moses realized it was best to send his family back to Midian. There they could be under the protection of Jethro, his father-in-law. This short story has quite a bit of visual imagery. Um, let's break down some of the verses, in particular, verse 4, 21. And the Lord said to Moses, When you go back to Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the miracles that I have put in your power but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. All right, so he mentions that he will harden the Pharaoh's heart. Uh, the Lord's personal and direct involvement in the affairs of men so that his purposes might be done is revealed as God informed Moses what would take place. Pharaoh was also warned that his own refusal would bring judgment on him. That's verse 23. Let me read that. And I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. 
If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. As we all know how the story ends. Previously, Moses had been told that God was certain of Pharaoh's refusal. This interplay between God's hardening and Pharaoh's hardening his heart must be kept in balance. Ten times it's mentioned. I'm not going to go through them, but ten times previously this hardening concept is mentioned. The historical record notes specifically that God hardened the king's heart, and ten times again the record indicates that the king hardened his own heart. The Apostle Paul used this hardening as an example of God's inscrutable will and absolute power to intervene as he chooses, yet obviously never without loss of personal responsibility for actions taken. That's a reference to Romans 9, 16-18. The theological conundrum posed by such interplay of God's acting and Pharaoh's acting can only be resolved by accepting the record as it stands and by taking refuge in the omniscience and omnipotence of the God who planned and brought about his deliverance of Israel from Egypt, and in so doing also judged Pharaoh's sinfulness. Uh, verse 42, excuse me, 22, 422, Then shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. Okay, uh, reference to firstborn son. To the ancient Egyptians, the firstborn son was special and sacred, and the Pharaoh considered himself the only son of the gods. Now he heard of a whole nation designated as God's firstborn son, meaning declared and treated as first in rank, preeminent with the rights, privileges, and responsibilities of being actually the firstborn. The Lord pointedly referred to the nation collectively in the singular in order to show that he was a father in what he would do i.e. bring a nation into existence. Divine sonship, as in the pagan world's perverted concept of a sexual union between the gods and women, was never so much as hinted at in the way God used the term to express his relationship with Israel, who were the people, a treasured possession, a kingdom of priests, and a holy nation. Exodus 6-7 and chapter 19, verses 4-6. through 6. Lastly, verses 29 and 30, then Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the people of Israel. Aaron spoke all the words that the Lord had spoken to Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. Okay, this basically is the leadership team, and they functioned as instructed. Aaron told all, and Moses performed all the signs given to them. So, things were done properly. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call Turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.